0: As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Wait till they get a load of me. I'm Spartacus! I am Spartacus! I'm Batman. I am the father. I am Optimus Prime. My name is Bob. James Bob. It's a lion! It's a It's a You shall not pass! Here's Johnny! Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry! No, it's here. It's here. It's here. Talking movies with, with Brian, Brian Lutake. Lutake. and here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it. Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki and today we refuse to follow the masses while we don't look up. I hear there's uh, something you don't like the looks of. We discovered a very large comet. Oh, good for you. It's headed directly towards Earth. This comet is what we call a planet killer. Our guests today have made a pretty big discovery in space. How big is this thing, though? I like, can it destroy my ex-wife's house? Is that possible? <laughs> there is a 100% chance that we're all going to die. I'm, hey. I, I'll just hey. hey. <laughs> well, the handsome astronomer can come back anytime. But the yelling lady, mm, not, so not so much. Not so much. You know that girl from TV said we're all going to die? No. Yo, bro! Two low-level astronomers must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet earth written by david sirota and adam mckay and directed by adam mckay don't look up stars leonardo dicaprio as dr randall mindy jennifer lawrence as kate dibioski meryl streep as president orlean kate blanchett as brie Evanti, jonah hill as jason orlean and features rob morgan tyler perry timothy chalamet ron perlman ariana grande kid cuddy and so many more Buckle up, millennials, because we're about to disagree. Adam McKay has cemented himself as a fixture in the political comedy drama realm with movies like Vice, but this time around gets to take a not-so-subtle jab at the current-slash-historical political climate in the U.S. right now and the divided masses. In a world where presidential nepotism runs rampant and we have dramatically differentiating opinions along the party lines, this movie's tagline of based on truly possible events is entirely spot-on. First things first, the acting was exceptional. The normally dreamy Leo was turned into a toned-down version, even though he's still called the sexiest scientist alive. We all know what to expect out of the Academy Award-winning thespian, and of course, he delivers. Jennifer Lawrence is phenomenal, and do I even need to mention the likes of Jonah Hill and Meryl, the greatest actor alive, Streep? Of course I don't. Musically, this movie was pretty good, the score was decent at setting up tone, and the the end-of-the-world concert featuring Ariana Grande and Kid Cudi was just an outstanding comedic moment, especially when you consider the circumstances taking place in the movie. My two biggest issues with this picture go hand in hand. It does not need the entire 138 minute runtime, so the pacing seems a bit off. There's a few moments that drag this movie into a screeching halt, and those weren't all that necessary. Don't Look Up is a great watch for fans of The Daily Show, The Colbert Report, and Last Week Tonight. It's a heavy political satire that strikes a little close to home when you're watching what happens across the border. Honestly, I don't understand the people that are skewering this movie. That said, I am glad that I watched it, but it's unlikely that I will watch it again. So, I give Don't Look Up a B-. (laughs) New year, new you, so go to the professionals and do it right. The team over at Swish Barber Shop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are always welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com I've just been handed an urgent news story. Let's get into movie news you can use, and again, things are a little bit slow, so let's start off with the rumor mill before we get into streaming. After playing Peter Parker slash Spider-Man in The Amazing Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Andrew Garfield's time as the web singer seemed to come to an abrupt end. After Tom Holland was hired to play Peter Parker in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Andrew Garfield seemed all but done with the role. That said, with the success of Spider-Man No Way Home, Andrew Garfield has said he would be open to reprising his role in The Amazing Spider-Man. 3. Garfield was recently interviewed by Variety where he said, quote, I mean yes, definitely open to something if it felt right. Peter and Spider-Man, those characters are all about service to the greater good and the many. He's a working class boy from Queens that knows struggle and loss and is deeply empathetic. I would try to borrow Peter Parker's ethical framework in that if there was an opportunity to step back in and tell more of that story. I would have to feel very sure and certain of myself. Spider-Man No Way Home producer Amy Pascal has recently said that Tom Holland will be returning for another trilogy of films coming very soon. Is it possible that we could have two Spider-Man alongside Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse all at the same time? <laughs> On the other side of the coin, Ben Affleck has confirmed that he is returning as the Dark Knight in some capacity in this year's movie of The Flash. What's happening there, Alfred? The project, which features a storyline of a multiverse, will also feature the return of Michael Keaton's Batman from 1989. I'm Batman. Yeah! While being interviewed by the Herald Sun, Affleck spoke on his Batman scenes in The Flash and pointed to the fact that he believes his moments as the character in the film were some of the best material he has shot for the role in the DC Universe. He also adds that The Flash and Zack Snyder's Justice League put a, quote, nice finish on his experience with the character. This is currently being interpreted that Batfleck is hanging up the cowl following the release of The Flash. And speaking of Warner Brothers, it seems that ViacomCBS and Warner Media are looking to sell the CD network, and one of the buyers could be Nexstar. According to the Wall Street Journal, Nexstar, which owns 199 local TV stations and the cable channel news station and The Hill, is one of the largest owner of the CW stations. Mixed in with the news of the potential sales that the network which features shows like The Flash, Riverdale, Batwoman, and so many more, has not been profitable since its formation in 2006. Guardians of the Galaxy's James Gunn took to Twitter to say that he would like to develop a revival of the most popular talking car TV Series of all time, David Hasselhoff's Knight Rider. The 80s series starred David Hasselhoff as Michael Knight, a former detective given a new identity by a tech billionaire to help fight crime. Aiding him in that pursuit was Kit, an artificially intelligent and nearly indestructible car. James Gunn and David Hasselhoff did work together on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, where the actor was also featured in the Guardians Inferno music video. James Gunn's next project is Peacemaker, a spin off series revolving around John Cena's character from The Suicide Squad, which debuts on. HBO Max on January 13th. Eat peace, mother... Over at Netflix, it was announced that Wes Anderson will direct an adaptation of Roald Dahl's The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. Taken from Dahl's 1977 book The Wonderful World of Henry Sugar and six more, the story is a bit more adult than the author's family-friendly tales. In addition to setting Wes Anderson as the project's director, an all-star cast was also announced, with Benedict Cumberbatch leading the pack. Others set to join Cumberbatch include Ray Fiennes, Dev Patel, and Sir Ben Kingsley. And it was also recently announced by The Hollywood Reporter, order that Netflix and UCP are developing an anime series adaptation of Brian Lee O'Malley's classic graphic novel, Scott Pilgrim. Brian Lee O'Malley is set to write and executive produce the Scott Pilgrim anime series, along with Ben David Grubinski. Netflix hasn't given the project a series order yet, but if it does move forward, O'Malley and Grubinski would serve as co-showrunners. The story follows Scott Pilgrim, a slacker living in Toronto in a garage band named Sex bob with his friends. His life is turned upside down when he meets Ramona Flowers, an American girl who is recently Single, But before their love can blossom, Pilgrim finds himself challenged by his love's seven previous relationships and must defeat them in over-the-top fashion. <laughs> Over at Disney, it was confirmed that Pixar's Turning Red will release exclusively on Disney Plus on March 11th of 2022. Following the success of Soul and Luca, Turning Red's premiere plan is likely to be music to the ears of animation fans, especially those who live in areas where COVID is still running rampant. Turning Red follows Mei Lee, a confident dorky 13-year-old torn between staying her mother's dutiful daughter and the chaos of adolescence. Her protective, if not slightly overbearing mother, Ming, is never far from her daughter. An unfortunate reality for the teenager. And as if changes to her interests, relationships, and body weren't enough, whenever she gets too excited, which is almost always, she poofs into a giant red panda. Over at Apple TV+, Plus, it was confirmed that Rooney Mara will step into the role of Catherine Hepburn in an upcoming biopic. It's not that I don't want to know you, Hillary, although I don't. It's just that I'm afraid we're not really the sort of people that you can afford to be associated with. Mara will also produce the project, while Michelle Mitnick, who was an executive producer on the HBO series Vinyl, will serve as the screenwriter. Hepburn was a legendary actress of style, substance, and talent that continues to be a staple of the essence of old Hollywood. Her first leading role was in 1953's Roman Holiday, which earned her an Oscar, a Golden Globe, and a BAFTA award for her performance. Her other screen credits include Breakfast at Tiffany's, Sabrina, Funny Face Charade, and My Fair Lady. Hulu spent last week releasing the trailer for their upcoming series Pam and Tommy, which will be an eight-episode series that premieres on February 2nd of 2022. You don't seem to I understand what a big deal this is. I'm on that tape just the same as you. But this is worse for me. How is this worse for you? Pam and Tommy is based off the incredible true story of the Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee sex tape that was stolen from the couple's home by a disgruntled contractor. Lily James will be playing Pamela Anderson, while Sebastian Stan plays Tommy Lee, and Seth Rogen will play the disgruntled contractor. The Hollywood Reporter confirmed that production on Star Trek Picard has been halted after a sizable number of the crew have tested positive for COVID-19. While CBS Studios declined to comment, sources confirmed that more than 50 members of the production crew have currently currently tested positive. It's said that the infections were found in multiple zones, including members of the cast in Zone A, but did not include Patrick Stewart. Production was shut down on Monday and could resume as early as next week. Star Trek Picard Season 2 is expected to premiere on Paramount Plus next month, but the series was also renewed for a third season, which is what the crew were in the middle of shooting before the positive test results forced them to halt. It's all safe. You're all going to be fine. bought News Network and Amazon Prime have confirmed that The Boys Season 3 will release on Friday, June 3rd, and that new episodes will follow each Friday until the finale on July 8th of 2022. In addition to The Boys Season 3 premiere, it was also announced that the best-selling comic by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson is set to be expanded with two new series. The first will be a live-action series set at America's only college built exclusively for young adult superheroes, which is conveniently run by Vought International, and is described as an R-rated series that explores the lives of hormonal competitive soups as they put their physical, sexual, and moral boundaries to the test, competing for the best contracts in the best cities. The other series is an animated anthology titled The Boys' Diabolical that will consist of eight episodes. The Boys' Diabolical is set to premiere in 2022 and will focus on untold stories hailing from the rough and tumble world created by Eric Kripke, Evan Goldberg, and Seth Rogen. In the world of Amazon, Deadline is reporting that production on the Fallout series is set to kick off production later this year, with Jonathan Nolan from Westworld set to direct the series premiere. The project entered development nearly two years ago, with Jonathan Nolan saying that Fallout is one of the greatest game series of all time. Fallout is a post-apocalyptic role-playing video game series heavily influenced by 1950s post-war culture. Much of the franchise takes place hundreds of years after a great war over resources decimated the planet. The US government set up a series of self-sufficient Fallout shelters known as vaults, but there wasn't enough room for everyone and those who survived the nuclear fallout have become horribly mutated. Because it is a long journey to this moment, I am naturally indebted to Countless numbers of people. Sad news that actor Sidney Poitier has died at the age of 94. Poitier became the first African American man to win an Oscar for Best Actor for his starring role in Lilies of the Field in 1963. By 1967, Sidney Poitier became the most successful draw at the box office. This represents the commercial peak of his career and saw the release of three very popular films To Sir With Love, In the Heat of the Night, and Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. He received a Golden Globe Award and a BAFTA nomination for her performance as Virgil Tibbs in the mystery drama In the Heat of the Night. Poitier is survived by his wife of 45 years Joanna and six daughters. It was also announced late Sunday that Bob Saget, stand-up comedian and actor best known for his role as Danny Tanner in the 1990s sitcom Full House, passed away at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in Orlando, Florida. Shortly after 4pm, officers were called to the Ritz-Carlton Orlando Grand Lakes Hotel and discovered Saget unresponsive in his room. He was pronounced dead at the scene, and the sheriff's office did not have any information on a cause of death. Detectives did state that there was no signs of foul play or drug use. Use in the case. He had just kicked off a nationwide tour in September of 2021 that was set to run through June of 2022. According to his most recent post on Twitter, he had just performed on Saturday at the Ponta Verde Concert Hall in Jacksonville, Florida. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, we really did have everything, didn't we? I mean, when you think about it.